0: The Sports Gambling Podcast Network and Inside Vegas Podcast are brought to you by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and the Inside Vegas Podcast. We're also brought to you by Oddshark. Get free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff, as well as betting stats and trends that you won't find anywhere else. And finally, we are brought to you by BetQL, the only app that puts the knowledge you need to make smart bets in the palm of your hand. Log on to BetQL.co today. Welcome into the Inside Vegas podcast, episode number 21. And with the once every four-year event known as the World Cup, how could we not kind of break away from the philosophical, kind of look into inside social media and Vegas point of view and do some picks and have some fun with this event. And whether you have zero soccer betting experience, uh, which is honestly like myself, uh, or you're a season better, I think that, that the event is, I mean, it's fun, right? Um, you know, give yourself that degenerate bankroll for lack of a better term and kind of cap yourself and have some fun with it. The event doesn't come along all too often. And I realized that the USA isn't in the event, not that they had a chance to kind of win either way. Um, But so for this episode... We brought on the sports gambling podcast resident soccer expert uh, Jerry Bow, and if you're familiar with Jerry's work and what he's done on the written side, uh, the guy is probably the best soccer handicapper I know, especially in regards to the Champions League. And if you again, if you followed the SGP Twitter and his written work, the kid went on a run that most people dream about. Honestly, uh, for uh, soccer betting, and especially during the Champions League. I don't know the exact record in front of me, but I'm telling you, it was well north of 60%, um, hitting a ton of max bets. And again, not to sit here and plug the guy, but that run was something that uh, we may never be duplicated. But we're going to do our best here with World Cup betting. And we're titling this episode, World Cup Betting for Dummies. Because again, like myself, I am starting at square one for what kind of went on, or uh, what's to come with soccer in the World Cup. So we start out with just a simple format, uh, what it takes for teams to advance, uh, the point system. Um, and we did ourselves kind of a, a live on air impromptu bracket, um, as well as a ton of kind of his best bets uh, and some analysis that go so much deeper into really anything that I have seen. Um, he absolutely loves this, lives for soccer betting. So you're in good hands. Um, trust me on this one. So I hope you guys kind of enjoy a uh, world Cup betting for dummies, uh, some best bets, and everything and everything in between uh, for analysis on each team. Welcome into the Inside Vegas podcast, and joining me for a very special World Cup for Dummies edition, for lack of a better term, is the resident soccer expert of the Sports Gambling Podcast.com and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Jerry Bo. Jerry Bo has been working for companies such as ESPN Houston, uh, Sports Map Houston, as kind of their resident soccer expert, and does full time work as well as I'm sure you've seen how we absolutely killed it uh, for SGP uh, during the champions league run um so jerry how are you tonight uh how is everything going my man
1: everything is perfect christian the day is finally uh Coming upon us, and I'm ready, man, so thanks for having me
0: yeah man and and so again, for anyone that does not uh, wasn't kind of familiar with uh is only really more familiar with the audio kind of version of sports Gaming podcast um for lack of a better term, man, you, you guys really missed out with what Jerry accomplished during the champions league and again I don't know if you have your record right up in front of you, but it was it was absolutely killer man um you know have you ever gone on a kind of a run like that in your life between, of soccer um and soccer betting
1: um let's be honest here and now man that was a it was just a a good read I had on that on that tournament and the teams that I felt like I had a good read on, man, they ended up matching up against each other, which made it magic after that, man. It just felt like every game we had, we, we were spot on. Even the games we lost, man, we could look at the numbers and say, Hey, we had the right choice,
0: right, man. And when you get beat like that, that's if that's what it takes to beat you, you know what I mean. You know, that's when you kind of know things are going great. Um, but how did you get get into betting soccer, and specifically? Uh, I don't know if you do all leagues, or if you just do kind of do obviously the World Cup once every four years, Champions League, or do you kind of dig into the the fifty or so leagues that are out there in fifty different countries?
1: Man, I'm a long time uh, enthusiast of the sport. I uh, my father was a sportscaster, so he covered uh, a lot of World Cups. So I was a uh, I was a shotgun rider man. My whole childhood, so I got to experience a lot, a lot of big matches. Um, I got to see a few World Cups, and unfortunately, he's not here anymore, man. And that's kind of where my story starts. Um, he was a—he uh, was murdered in a robbery a few years back, man. And uh, basically, after that, man, I—I uh, I made it a, a point to. I've always been a gambler, man, but I made it a point to. I had to get his microphone back, so that's where my gambling, and now, hence the ESPN and whatnot. Um, I try to combine the things and I found my way into that.
0: Well, oh, man, that, that is absolutely tragic, bro, and I'm sorry to hear that. But again, you know, when you carry on somebody's name and, and through gambling, man, there's absolutely nothing better in this world. Um. So again, as I touched on, we're going to do World Cup for Dummies because I'm going to be completely honest with you and, and everyone out there. I've said this time and time again. Aside from kind of tailing you on the Champions League stuff, I do not bet soccer. I. It's just when you kind of do this full time, you got to kind of pick and choose your spots. And there's so much stuff out there that I just, I was never really successful with it. I know people that are. It's just much like baseball. It's almost kind of like, long game, um, I feel, and I just can't, I can't bring myself around to do it. But the World Cup is here and with such, such a high demand for kind of content and, and people, even if they don't watch soccer like me, sometimes uh, we'll watch some of this stuff. And there's a huge edge to be gained uh, when you kind of know what you're doing, especially with this and the, and the people that are making up these teams. So again, we're going to start from the beginning here. Um, we're going to rely on you to kind of take us through the format of the World Cup. Again, obviously it's once every four years, but kind of how teams advance, what the different groups Groups and everything like that means. Um, then we're going to kind of get into your your best bets, who you like to win, um, and, and everything like that and everything in between, man. So starting from the beginning, let's touch on kind of World Cup uh, for Dummies, page one. So obviously there is groups A through H, which means that there's eight groups. So how does uh, the point system work? How does each team advance? How does that all kind of break down to make it to the next uh, bracket in the tournament?
1: All right. Well, to start off, like you said, A through H, each team, Group consists of four teams, making it a field of 32. Every team, uh, the the group stages is a round robin. Every team will play each other. Wins count as three points, draws as one, and obviously losses as nothing. The top two teams advance after that out of every group. Um, if there happens to be a tiebreaker, they go down to goal differences and whatnot, and they, uh, they go down a few different stages. The statistical categories, but uh, for the most part, it'll go down to that goals for and then goals against. And um, but you're trying to get to qualify for the next round, which is a round of 16. You need to qualify as the first or second group uh, team out of your group.
0: Awesome, man. All right, so that's that's kind of the philosophy. So then, once they break it down to the next, is it um, how does one advance to the or how does a team advance through the next set of rounds once they win there or qualify um, as a, one of the top two teams in their group stage?
1: Okay, so once you uh, figure out who was first and second, the first of A, for example, would play the number two out of group B and then vice versa, second of A uh, with one of B. And that'll happen um, with all the groups down the line. After that, then it's uh, just everything uh, starting at the round of 16 is one loss elimination. And eventually you play down to one champion.
0: Awesome. And so again, this tournament is going to be starting on June 14th. The round of 16 kicks off on June 30th, I believe. Yep. Um, and then it is, then uh, the round after that is July 6th uh, July 7th. Uh, the semifinals is July 11th and the finals are the 15th of July. So obviously, like he said, uh, one round elimination after the, after the group stages, um, and everything like that. So well, let's break into these groups. And again, this is going to be mostly from a betting perspective. So by no means, do you have to kind of go into the game plan philosophy of a team like, uh, Iran or, our Morocco or some of these long shots. Um, if you just, you know, if you don't feel that they have any chance or you, you see that they have a little bit of value, um, that's perfectly fine. So um, again, all these are going to be kind of going off uh, the odds based off of mybookie.ag, um, but various, every single offshore book um, that I'm sure anyone is betting on, or if you happen to be in Nevada, Delaware, or New Jersey now, congratulations, you can bet on the World Cup. So let's just break this off kind of in order here. So we have uh, group A. So this is Egypt, uh, plus 400, Russia is the favorite uh, oh, I'm sorry, Russia plus 130 Uruguay is the favorite at minus 185 and Saudi Arabia is 33 to 1. Now, as somebody that kind of monitors the the temperature of social media and gambling Twitter, everyone in the whole world I've seen is, is on Uruguay here um, you could call it the mush, is that warranted? Do you think they have good value at minus 185 or do you think that anyone else in this uh, group stage has uh, is worth a bet?
1: It's crazy because that uruguay is getting thrown around everywhere but for good matter and good fashion because they have everything that it takes to make it far in this kind of tournament from the top to bottom let's talk about coach which is Tabares. he's been with that group for uh, this is his third world cup i believe with that same group also when you have your defense is real familiar with each other, and they have their two center backs play for Atletico Madrid. Their captain, Godin, is at the helm, and he's in his, in his mid-30s, maybe his last World Cup here. Everything is built perfect. So coaching, defense. And then up top, you have the lethal duo, which is arguably the best tandem in this World Cup with Luis Suarez from Barcelona and Edison Cavani. So this team from top to bottom has everything. Godin, older, the guy next to him, from his his teammate from Atletico Madrid, younger. So they have a mixture of everything they need to go far, as well as the favorable group with the draw. Because out of this group, who do they really fear? Um, You know, the host Russia is nothing to be fearing. And... I don't know. I just this Uruguay got the favorable draw through the first group stages um, and their price isn't warranted. um, And we'll talk about that later. A good bet on them, because I think that you can bet Uruguay to win the whole thing, although we don't think they will win the whole thing um, because eventually they will head up with Brazil. But if getting them at a big odds, you can eventually head yourself out.
0: Okay, so you think that uh, you're going with Uruguay to uh, win Group A?
1: Definitely Uruguay to win Group A. And that's honestly one of my max bets um, of the tournament, my pre tournament bets um, is going to be Uruguay to win group a
0: okay then again that's at minus 185 so let's go two through four um again for anyone that wants to do a bracket challenge uh we're going off bracket challenge.fifa.com um again not knowing a bunch much about this uh, apparently you can do brackets that are just set up like uh march madness essentially they're a little bit different format but um because people want to get get uh their friends handicappers together um go for it so uruguay um is going to win group a now just take me through who you think uh, finishes two through four uh in group a
1: well as far as advancing that's where it gets tough because like i said russia they're not a, a very good host nation let's just put it this way whenever you're a host you um you automatically qualify a champion qualifies and the host well if they weren't hosting they wouldn't be in this tournament so they just go ahead and just leave that out there so they're in this just because they're hosting and at this moment whenever you're hosting um For the four years that people are trying to qualify for this tournament, you're basically playing friendlies, um, games that are not competitive because you're already in. So while everybody else is, you know, getting their, you know, developing what the team's going to be, you're just playing a bunch of friendlies and basically got a free ticket. And now here you are. So I'll take Rush out of the equation. Then um, we have Saudi Arabia. Now, Saudi Arabia is one of those defensive teams, man, and I tell you, um, a lot of those teams for that area of the continent, they just uh, play five men in the back and eventually they try to find a little space in you and they're not really attacking. So I have to limit, uh, I have to leave them as a maybe. So it's between them or Egypt. And Egypt, with the big injury to Salah and the big question mark from the Champions League final, I can't really back them. So as crazy as it sounds, it's more of a fate of Russia and the not knowing what's going to happen with Salah. Give me Saudi Arabia as the number two team to advance.
0: I like it. And then, uh, so, so Ru- So will three teams make it from group a knowing that Russia has to get through or is it, do they just get the second spot automatically as well?
1: Oh, no, I, they get through to the tournament itself uh, they don't get through past this. So oh, I was okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah. They're in the tournament just on a free bid. I, all these other teams had to qualify. Um, but uh, like I said, so they're in here and they're 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 not proven or anything, man. And they'll come out that first game. The opening game will be Russia against Saudi Arabia. And I, like like I said, if they don't come out and get three points from that, then they're gonna find themselves in real trouble real quick. So like I said, Saudi Arabia makes sense for the price. Nothing uh, nothing that I'm just gonna go out and bet like that. But for the sake of having someone at two, give me your Saudi Arabia.
0: All right, man. So we go uh, Saudi Arabia, 33 to one. So again, group A, Uruguay, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and uh, Russia at the four. All right. So moving down one, we have group B. Group B, we have Iran, 27 to 1. Morocco, 12 to 1. Portugal, plus 160. And Spain is the big favorite at minus 230 here. Again, these odds are courtesy of mybookie.ag, the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and the Inside Vegas Podcast. All right, man. So uh, we go in in shock here with Spain. Um, Portugal, plus 160. Are we taking one of the two long shots?
1: No, this is... uh, It looks to be a two-horse race here. Spain is running wild and rampant through these uh, qualifiers on their way here. They were undefeated under uh, Lapeteji. I'm sorry if I uh, mispronounced that. But uh, the thing about him is he was just fired this morning, um, 24 hours within the kickoff of the World Cup, because he accepted a job, the new job at Real Madrid, which um, Zidane um, uh, left. So basically he took the job without running it by the Spanish FA and basically they didn't like the way it went down so they um they let him go so now france which is one i mean i'm sorry spain which was one of the uh tournament favorites in a lot of people's eyes now have a question mark at the uh coaching position okay so we're gonna go okay uh so i guess just uh in in i mean if Spain and Portugal are the front runners there and I'm not really worried about them advancing this more about what they would do in the later stages um, Morocco they play a similar game to Spain Spain is known as the tiki-taki they uh they do a lot of short passes get getting open spaces wall ball you know wall passes that's what they're known for Morocco tries to exhibit that same kind of game except for they don't have the talent um, that Spain does so they'll try to play it out the back. With these little boom boom passes, give it, and goes, and those players don't really have the skill level. So they're known as the Morocco is known as like a fake tiki taki. They play a really, really similar style to Spain without the talent. So look for Morocco to make a lot of mistakes, and you'll see it. It'll be a Morocco plays a lot of low scoring ugly games and and like i said with portugal and spain they'll uh they'll win that group um the very first match in that group uh for portugal and spain is versus each other um that's on friday and it's the main game uh my time it's 1 p.m central but uh they uh they got a dream it's a dream the late game on the first friday portugal versus spain to see how the group starts
0: awesome man so let's break it down we're gonna go spain or portugal for the official pick in group b to uh Be the number one.
1: Give me Spain, one. Portugal, two.
0: Love it. All right. Spain, Portugal, uh, three, four. Give me an order for uh, Iran and Morocco.
1: Morocco, Iran, Morocco, three. Got it.
0: All right. Group C, we have France, minus 380. Peru, plus 600. Denmark, plus 400. And Australia at 18 to 1.
1: Well, just like you hear Uruguay floating around, you hear a lot of this France. And if, I mean, for good reason, they have top to bottom the most probably stars-packed roster. But the thing with them is, They've never found a way to really put it together, um, and that starts with their defense. Their defense is extremely leaky. Their um, their boss is keen on playing three men in the back. He doesn't. He's just really hard headed, and that's just the way he uh, plays. Um, he lines his guys up. So France they won't struggle too much through these group phases. But when they advance and they play against a team that could open them up, they'll have trouble. So France wins this group. And the second place team here is what might surprise some people, but a lot of people like them is Peru um, coming out of South America, the CONME Um, I just really believe that this team is inspired and they're playing. They they're just playing for something else. The uh, the ban that was lifted on their prolific goal scorer, Paulo Guerrero, um, was lifted about a week ago and he came back to his first game as a friendly and score two, like that just goes to show you where they are mentally. And Peru's got that whole country behind them. Um, I think Peru gets second in this group followed by Denmark and then Australia.
0: Beautiful. All right, so Group C, we have France and Peru, 1 and 2. Um, again, odds on France, minus 380, and Peru, plus 600. And again, guys, I know some of these are chalky, um, but again, we're not gonna. I'm not going to have him sit here and make picks if he doesn't actually believe uh, that that team is going to advance. And again, with various offshore books, I know for a fact you can uh, parlay some of these up with uh, teams to advance each group. So uh, Group D, we have Argentina, the minus 180 favorite, Croatia, plus. One ninety Nigeria plus eight hundred and Iceland uh, plus nine fifty.
1: Well, Argentina is everyone's favorite, I guess, for a single player, which is Lionel Messi. But as a team, I think they get a pass for something that they were in years before, but not actually what they have on the field now. And not to say Argentina doesn't have the talent by any means, but. They haven't found a way to play together on the international level in a few tournaments now. Now, true, they did make the final of the last World Cup, um, losing ultimately to Germany. But that's something that's always occurred in Messi's career is he can't win these finals with the national team. Um, Not only did he lose that final with Argentina, I mean, uh, with playing with Argentina during, with uh, against Germany in that final, but then he went on to lose the Copa America final twice versus Chile, and um, like again, he can't. He just can't knock down these finals. Um, that Chile team that beat him, that coach Sampoli is actually who they got now. So the uh, Argentina went and got that coach, which is actually um, from Argentina himself. So they uh, they got a coach that's been there and won in big matches and now it's what many people are saying is going to be the last World Cup for Messi and his last chance to get up from under the shadow that is Diego Maradona from back in, you know, in the 1980s, um, 86, whenever he last won the World Cup for Argentina. Um, Messi to, I guess, solidify his career. A lot of people say he needs that World Cup title and that's always going to haunt him until he gets that. And this might be his last chance. So, for the sake of the messy factor, I, I we'll have a little surprise of them getting knocked out later, but uh, they win the group not easily either. They, uh, I think this group is going to have uh, some surprises, but uh, let's do Argentina and then the second-place group. It's going to be between um, – you have Iceland, Croatia, Nigeria. Iceland, this is their first World Cup. Um, their first major tournament was in 2016 at the Euros, and everybody became – they were everybody's Cinderella fame favorite because of the way their fans traveled. They basically have um, like the Vikings um, skull chant and they, they travel big. They say about 10% of the country's total population traveled to the euros and um, you'll see them again. You'll uh, you'll, you'll know when you see their fans at this uh, in Russia, 2018. So Iceland From a playing standpoint, they made noise and they ended up beating England in the knockout stages in Euro 2016. But I think that was more a product of England being on the downside. So I don't think they really can do much um, in this group, especially opening up the opening uh, game against Argentina. So they might be down potentially zero points and then giving up X amount. Who knows how many Argentina can score on them? So to me, it comes from Croatia, Nigeria, Croatia has arguably the best midfield duo in this tournament. Um, But they've never been able to quite put it together. Um, Nigeria comes into this tournament high-flying the Golden Eagles, and that's why I'm going to go with Nigeria. I think Nigeria ultimately – pulls out a draw against Argentina. Um, In the last five World Cup, I believe four times, um, Argentina and Nigeria have matched up against each other. So they're kind of like, you could call them World Cup rivals for some reason. They always end up in the group stages together. Um, So let's go ahead and push Argentina through, Nigeria through. One, two, with Croatia being three and Iceland four.
0: I like it. All right, man. Group E. So here we have... Uh, Brazil, big favorite, biggest favorite on here at minus 430 to advance. Then we have Switzerland plus 475, Serbia plus 575, and Costa Rica at 13 to 1.
1: This one was real simple to me as far as first place, and it's got to be Brazil. I think Brazil sweeps through this group stage. Um, there's a lot of probets out there and how many uh, points they'll have and whatnot. We'll get to that. But um, look for Brazil to come out. And make their statement early Um, good thing about brazil whenever we look down the line is that they uh their last game will be against serbia so in case they're already um qualified for the next group serbia is probably the weakest team out of the group so it won't be hard to get those extra points out of the last match switzerland it's an all-defensive team. Some teams, they play four in the back. How I said, you might as well say Switzerland play six in the back. They they don't even really play a midfield. They play from defense. They uh, they hunker down, and then they uh, they they transition it quick to the offense on long balls. Are you looking um, to play a lot of Switzerland gonna,
0: unders throughout the tournament?
1: And that's what it's going to be. On this group, you'll see some unders because Switzerland is a team the way, that makes you shoot from the outside. If you don't have patience you'll be taking a lot of shots from the outside. They, uh, they, they let you come all the way into the final third, and then they stack up in the box. As soon as you get closer, they come out and they make you shoot. They don't give you no, uh, any spaces. Like I said, they play six in the back. So like you said, that's perfect. Look for Switzerland unders, other than when they play Brazil. But uh, Switzerland, Costa Rica, and Switzerland, Serbia, definitely, definitely has got unders written all over it.
0: Awesome, man. So what's the two through four?
1: Brazil, one. Give me Costa Rica, two, Switzerland, three, and then Serbia, four. Um, Serbia doesn't really have anything, man. They're the, if it means anything, they're the biggest team as far as uh, height in this tournament. But, man, they don't bring any, any, any kind of uh, star power. So, yeah, they'll be uh, the dogs in this group.
0: All right. Rock Chalk with Group E with Brazil. Group F, we have Germany, big favorite, minus 335, Mexico, plus 400, Sweden, plus 550, and South Korea, 13 to 1.
1: Okay, and again, and uh, I know, like we said, it's going to be a lot of chalk, and we're going to be getting a lot of these top dogs and parlaying them to win their groups. For example, if you grab Germany and, say, a Spain, those two, just to win their groups, pay you at about a minus 110. So if you start picking out say you could do the same thing with Brazil and Spain, as Brazil is pretty close at the same odds as Germany, um, depending where you're shopping. So, again, for the sake of not trying to go too much out on a limb, let's go with Germany heading this group um, for these reasons. Uh, Germany really hasn't lost a step since winning the World Cup title. They went to the Confederations Cup. Um, after that, with a, basically a group of reserves, they left all their main players out, and they still won that tournament with ease. Um, they did lose a few big players from their last World Cup group that are hit on the historically as most caps. Um, they're all like on the top ten list with Philip Lahm, with Close, um, just players of Podolski, just. Those are three guys that are in the Germany record books that won't be there, but they had so much debt and they were built so well by Joachim Lowe, which is still there, that they haven't lost a step and look for Germany to come out and make... An impact, just like they always do. This team's built for these kind of tournaments. They uh, they come out and they don't mess around, man. And that's why I can't go against them. Where you can make money on this group is that fight for second place. And you have Mexico, Mexico, Sweden, and South Korea, right here. I think you could take advantage of Mexico. Now. I want to get off of them because Mexico just had a scandal going on within the last two weeks right before taking off to Russia. They basically had a we call it a boat scandal, like uh, how the Vikings had one back in the day with the prostitutes. Um, Well, Mexico, before leaving, they played Scotland, um, I believe, at home. And they uh, decided to have a party within uh, the players and they uh, they uh, hired 30 prostitutes. And basically, they got caught, and it started a whole bunch of mess down in Mexico right Nobody now. Nobody loves That's a good last. boat
0: trip like Ryan Kramer. I'd <laughs> love to hear that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So basically, this boat trip, and, and I mean, one of the players was, was saying he wasn't going to go because, I mean, he was married. Uh, a few of them were married, and uh, one of them, which uh, Herrera, he said he wasn't going to go at all because he's having problems. And it's just not what you want to do. They did have the advantage of playing Germany first which would be on sunday so going into this when the draw was made that was so favorable to mexico because you say let me go ahead and get germany out of the way first let me know where i stand if i gotta make up some goals in case you get beat by three or four goals you know you gotta come out scoring they had everything working for them. it's it's like uh how saban prepares for somebody for a month and they're gonna come out and he's gonna do his thing like that's mexico was gonna come out with sorio he was gonna have a game plan but Now you throw in the wrench of all this stuff, and Osorio's under the bus himself, the uh, coach, and they're saying he might not even be there after this tournament. So Mexico's just got so many off-field problems, but I still see them going through. Um, Mexico plays big in these tournaments in the group stages, and I don't see Sweden, which is going to be without the – everybody, when you think of Sweden, you would think of Ibrahimovic, Slatan, and – that's not really what this Sweden group is about and that's what's crazy about him because they missed all these world cups without him and as soon as he resigns um you know from the from the world national team they make the world cup and then you heard him maybe a few uh, months back talking about that he was going to make a return and they weren't having it um the, the, the own players the manager they were they were just keep slotting away from us basically we have we have a group that we like and they don't have to really rely on one player anymore. But as far as talent, I don't really see them having too much talent to be able to get out of this group. Mm-hmm. And then the same with South Korea. They um, they don't really have anything. This isn't the South Korea as of before. Um, the South Korea of 2002 that almost made it to the finals. Um, this isn't that team. So for the f- sake of picking a one and two, give me Germany, one, Mexico, two, Sweden, three, and then South Korea
0: all right, South Korea pulls up the rear. All right, last two here, Group G. We have Belgium at -140, England even money, Panama 30 to 1 and Tanzania 10 to 1.
1: And this is an easy group as well. It's it's as far as who advances. Belgium, England, 1-2, but in which order? And that's what's going to be dictated as they don't play each other till the last game of the group stage. So that's going to be with everything on the line Um, with that in mind, this Belgium team has been the same team that we've talked about for a couple of, or let's say at least one world cup within the last four years, because they have all the talent in the world. They have a new coach. Now they got rid of Wilmots. They now they got Roberto Martinez. Um, But what can they do with that talent? And can Martinez make them play at a higher level than what they did in the past. Um, Belgium has everything. They have Courtois and goal. They have a prolific goal-scorer in Lukaku. They have a De Bruyne, somebody that can dominate games. I mean, they have everything. They have Hazard. They have everything. But again, when you get in the later stages in these tournaments, you, your, your team has to have form. And Belgium is one that can get really out of form. And with Martinez's, History at Everton and knowing how his teams would get beat in high-scoring affairs—that's going to be something that's going to come back and bite them later on in the tournament. Um, that last game between them and England's up in the air to see who tops the group, but I'll give Belgium the nod and then uh, England as two. Panama the CONCACAF, which should be the US's spot three and Tunisia four.
0: All right, last one. Group H. We have Colombia, even money. Poland plus one hundred and forty. Senegal plus four hundred and fifty. And Japan plus five seventy five.
1: This, by far, is the most up in the air group because that's why the odds don't really entail just a, a huge favorite. Many would think, and uh, I'm a favorite of um, a fan of them is Colombia from top to bottom. They're the best team in this group. Coming off their best ever showing in 2014 in a World Cup with the the, the Golden Boot to, uh, with James Rodriguez, um, everything went their way in 2014 until they had to play the host Brazil. And that was eventually their demise. But what you get with Colombia this um, World Cup is the return of Radamel Falcao, which four years ago he was... Top five strikers in the in the world, um, leading up to that World Cup, and he was playing in a a game where it versus a third division team and got knee, and uh, he ended up messing up. His, I forget what the injury was, but it kept him out of the World Cup, so he missed Brazil, and he's back for this one, and then he's flying better than ever. So look for Radamel Falcao to make some noise in uh, Russia, two thousand eighteen. I'll take Colombia as one. And then the two will come out of Poland or Senegal. And Poland is more of a one-man band to me with Lewandowski um, as their main target. He does everything for that team. He uh, he led the team in qualifiers and goals. He got all the goals and qualifiers, but two, I believe. Um, it's just a one-man team. And when you start playing these teams that play as a unit, as in Colombia and then Senegal, which I'm about to get to, it's uh, you takes a little bit more than that. Poland allowed the most goals in their group um, as in the qualifiers, but still managed to get through on the backs of high-scoring affairs. So um, give me Colombia, and then give me Senegal, a team that is all-around physical, plays real tough nature, and is a team that will play you for 90 minutes. They don't stop running. These teams are, they might not be more skilled than you, but they look to be more athletic. And when you play teams like that, They um, they're dangerous. They're dangerous. You uh, these teams are really looked down upon these African teams. And at the end of the day, um, they don't get as much credit as they should look for uh, look for Senegal to make some noise and um, advance out of the group.
0: All right. We're going to go Poland and Japan. Three,
1: four. Yes, exactly.
0: All right. Cool, man. So to recap this, Group A, we have Uruguay as the winner, Saudi Arabia 2. Group B, Spain is the winner, Portugal 2. C, France winner, Peru 2. Group D, Argentina 1, Nigeria 2. Group E, Brazil 1, Costa Rica 2. F, Germany and Mexico 1-2. Group G, Belgium and England, one, two, and Group H, Colombia and Senegal. So, as we touched on, um, obviously some of this truck's a little bit pricey. Is there any, do you have any kind of putting you on the spot here, any favorite uh, type of parlays from a couple different groups um, or any bets you've already made? Um, Again, you touched on uh, Uruguay at about minus, uh, I believe, 140 uh, was the uh, minus 185. Are there any um, other kind of parlays that you'd think look good for kind of uh, teams to advance here?
1: yeah no, definitely. Um, the way to attack these, I think is okay, out of the big ones, I know I have a lot of faith in Germany and Brazil, so you can parlay Germany and Brazil and throw in Spain, for example. I would do a I would do a parlay of those mm-hmm. i would I would do Spain and Brazil on its own, and then I would do a Germany and Spain on its own um basically those I really have faith in Brazil Germany and then Spain is is like at a minus 205 210, depending where you get it at and these Brazil's and Germany's are in the minus 350 ranges 355 is or somewhere around there so I really think man, that Spain gets through out of this group and going back to that pre uh, tournament max bet with uruguay in my eyes uruguay should be like a minus 250 to win that group honestly um I, whenever i first started placing the bet it was at minus 160 and that just goes to showing you how much it's been bet but um yeah give me for the sake of some. let's do brazil germany and one brazil germany spain and another and then go ahead and throw uruguay with brazil and germany in another because the lower odds on uruguay will help you um with the with the steep numbers on brazil and germany
0: sounds like a round robin to me kid i absolutely love it all right man so let's let's kind of uh put this out a little bit further so obviously um we're gonna go through each and again do um as somebody that's bet world cup before do they have kind of progressive odds on this after each team wins and loses and the prices change or is this kind of a one-and-done situation with advancing and, and the betting that way
1: no it'll get the odds as it changes as it goes for sure right, um perfect yeah for sure
0: all right man so let's do um let's do this we'll do a couple of matchups and we'll do a couple of winners um so let's um let's do this let's lead off here who who is the official pick to win the 2018 World cup in your eyes and we'll go through we'll give you some odds here so Brazil is the favorite at +275. Again, these are all courtesy of mybookie.ag. Brazil +275. Then we have Germany at +325. We have Spain at +500. We have France +525 and Belgium +800 and sorry, Argentina at +675 or +650 and Uruguay is at uh 221. I'm sorry. Plus two thousand. So, what are um what are some value ones in there? Again, you can always um go down further. I'm sure you have the odds in front of you. But what are uh, a couple of bets you like from a straight bet? Uh, just winner perspective.
1: Well, on paper, I like Brazil. Um, I think they're the best team, top to bottom, and I think it's just Neymar's time right now to shine. And this the seven one thumping they took. Back in uh, on home soil, um, it did a lot more. It wasn't just the game, man. Uh, that it set that that country back, you could say, man. They were hurting, um, and I just think this is Brazil's way to bounce back. The only thing that holds me back from them is that nine of the last ten World Cups have in in European soil have been won by a European team, and that's going all the way back to 1958 to when Brazil won it in Sweden. So. Usually, if the World Cup is held on with whatever soil it's on, then that's where uh, that's where the winner comes from. Same thing in South America: seven of the last eight winners coming from there um, were from South America. the The one breaking the mold would be last World Cup, which Germany won at Brazil. But other than that, you you know, it, South America has always won at home. Um, so that's one thing that that kind of just has me on the ropes about them but again at four and a half to one or five whatever that you can find them at i think there'll be more opportunities to bet them game by game more of a mechanical parlay than going ahead and, and make doing it lazy as what i call it and mm-hmm. doing them now Money line rollover. <laughs> yeah exactly just uh because once let's say they advance um they play in that round of 16, they will get the second place out of Mexico and Germany's group. Um, Let's say Germany wins, they'll get Mexico. Um, Let's say they're like a minus 300 favorite or somewhere around that area. Their next game is against Belgium, and that'll go down – you know, this week they're opening up as a, what, minus minus three hundred fifty four hundred 400 favorite. So let's just say, what, what would they be against Mexico? Slightly less than that. And then against Belgium, less than that. And then in, in the next round, they would go up against Uruguay or France, which they're not against France. They wouldn't be favored by that big. And against Uruguay, which is a South American foe that knows them very well, they for sure wouldn't be more than minus 180, 190 in regular time. So at that point, you're already almost getting, you know, you're getting close to that four and a half to one. And then in in the final, they'll potentially be playing Spain or Germany, which will basically be a picket. And I'm pretty much sure that you'll get more around that six to one range, six and a half to one range if you do it the other way.
0: Yeah, so would you start that Moneyline Parlay in the round of 16 because a draw would essentially kill everything would be the only downfall there because you would lose the Moneyline rollover on one single draw. So would you start that in the round of 16 or would you start it um, right from the beginning in the, um, the group stages?
1: The smart thing would be starting the round at 16 because that's the only time they really have to win. I mean, right. what if they win two games and then one of them they draw and they still go on to win the title and you're just sitting there thinking, you know. So to be honest, yeah, it would be the smartest that way. Now, if they get for whatever reason, they come out and they don't perform that well in the first match or second match and that, sec- that last game asked them to have to win to win the group or whatever the case may be because if they were to get second in that group, then they're going to play Germany. Nobody wants to get second in that group. So um, that would change everything up. So you kind of kind of pick your spots to where you can classify it as a must-win, as close to a must-win as possible. But yeah, right when they get to that round of 16, you start pounding it and rolling it over.
0: All right, so let's do that then. We'll um, Again, we don't get to give um, too much in the way of analysis, but let's just kind of random, we'll uh, fire on these from the round of 16 and we'll just make our bracket live on here. So we have Uruguay against Portugal um, in the round of 16. Who do you like to advance out of those two?
1: I think Uruguay ultimately uh, shows to be the overall better team and Portugal, the one-man band with Ronaldo, um, the winners of the 2016 Euro see the doors
0: I like it, like it, hot take. All right, France and Nigeria...
1: France advances here as Nigeria is not a team that can expose them all the way for how they need to be exposed, and that'll be a team that can um, hold possession from them and expose that three-man backline that they tend to be caught in. So, give me France to advance to uh, to the next round to play Uruguay. All
0: right, Brazil versus Mexico.
1: This is why I uh, have so much faith in Brazil, and I think their path. One of my favorite bets of this tournament is going to be Brazil getting to that semi, is because uh, I believe. Mexico won't be able to contend at all. So at that point, you're basically having to beat Belgium, which is going to be my next pick, um, to get to that semifinal. So give me Brazil. All
0: right, so then Brazil and then Belgium over Senegal. Spain versus Saudi Arabia?
1: Uh, For sure, Spain. Spain's going to see too much. Saudi Arabia, um, their magic runs out. Um, They were lucky to get out that first round, and more it was a favorable draw. Spain advances, although they have um, all the trouble going on.
0: Argentina versus Peru.
1: South American class, and this won't be that easy. Um, towards the end of the South American qualifiers, Peru had to pull out a tie um, against Argentina to make it this far, which they did, um, and they, they should have won that game. And then in injury time, I believe they hit the post, or uh, I think there's something along that line, but uh, give me Argentina to ultimately pull through in a tough-fought South American class.
0: All right, Germany, Costa Rica.
1: Germany, Costa Rica doesn't really have anything to contend to. Germany will be nice and rested with potentially having rest of their players in that third game of the uh, group stages. So give me Germany to easily coast on in.
0: All right. Colombia versus England?
1: I still can't believe in this England squad because, I guess, of recent memories. Um, everything is said to be changed with Kane and Sterling and everybody. They're built from top to bottom, supposedly, and this team is supposed to be different. But I think Colombia rides the uh, the wave of Radomel Falcao to the next rounds, ultimately going against Germany.
0: All right, so we have the round of eight. It is Uruguay, France, Brazil, Belgium, Spain, Argentina, Germany, and Colombia. So let's go. Uruguay versus France.
1: This is where the upset happens, and this is where you're going to be able to get some some value france is going to be a big favorite by people and then people are going to pound them when if this game happens take uruguay to uh to beat them i think uruguay ultimately uh advances here um, as the better team and france gets beat
0: is there does this go to like penalty kicks if it goes to overtime so there's no threat of a draw here for any of these um once you get to the round of 16
1: exactly there's no uh there's no draws um they'll go to uh, extra time and then they'll go to penalty shots but there is absolutely no draw
0: all right brazil versus belgium
1: and it, real quick, touching on that draw thing, since we did it kind of even, how we said, for dummies, World Cup for dummies, um, a lot of times, keep in mind that these lines are three-way lines. They're going to offer one-on-one on one Uruguay, for example, one on France, and then one other draw. Make sure that you look and make sure that you distinct distinguish 90-minute bets and then bets that are for the full game. Make sure you do that, because I can't tell you how many countless times people have that problem thinking, hey, what happened here? Um, right. They tied, you know so but yeah going to brazil and belgium brazil um give me brazil to to advance here um roberto martinez's uh, defense is often ultimate way too leaky they press up and that'll be a dream for brazil brazil in uh in a we'll say a thriller high scoring match
0: all right spain argentina
1: spain the uh the team beats the individual and on this game whenever uh, these teams face up you'll see the true flaws in Argentina and their system and this will be pretty much maybe the last time you ever see Messi in that uh that baby blue striped shirt.
0: All right, the upset was Spain finally Germany versus Colombia.
1: As much as it hurts me saying this um in Germany you have to give the nod here to Germany overall the better team Colombia um doesn't have enough power, the enough strength, and and the coaching. Just overall, this this that this is probably considered a win for Colombia getting this far. So uh, go, let's go ahead and push Germany through.
0: All right, the final four is set. We have Uruguay versus Brazil and Spain versus Germany. So where are we going, Uruguay or Brazil?
1: Give me Brazil and what will be one of the best matches in this entire tournament because Uruguay, um, you know, they qualified second out of. Quietly second out of South America, um, in which one of the toughest, toughest qualifiers ever in the history of the South American and the Commonwealth qualifiers, And um, they'll give everything they can to Uruguay, I mean to Brazil, but uh, Neymar will push this team through Neymar this remember what I tell you whenever this tournament's over it's going to be he's going to leave his stamp on this and it's going to be his time to take over the reins of what Messi and Ronaldo um, have been accomplishing for years
0: all right Brazil to the final lastly Spain versus Germany
1: here is where I think that you can make some money also as Germany has been shown to be leaky um, as of late. Maybe it's because they're, they're friendly games and whatnot. But the Germany of old doesn't play these friendly games leading up to um, big tournaments. Um, They don't really have these downfalls. And lately you could see something different in the team. I don't know if it's going to be the lack of those not experience so much because there's so much experience on that team. But uh the old names, you know, or the early return of, um, the goalie, uh, Menunur. So I don't know if that's going to be the, the downfall for them, but Germany doesn't seem right. And this Spain team with all the c- c- confusion going on with the coaching and whatnot, um, I still see them getting to the final facing against Brazil.
0: All right, man. So Brazil versus Spain, South American clash in the 2018 world cup. Let's make it easy, man. Who you got?
1: As much as I, uh, as much as I hate going against trends and stuff, I, uh, this is Brazil's tournament to take down and uh, Brazil will be beating Spain in that, um, in that final. Um, It won't be easy, maybe an overtime game, something to that, uh, to that form. But uh, give me Brazil in the final to hold their sixth trophy of all time.
0: I like it, man. All right. So, again, more than one way to skin a cat here. And, and this is going to go back to kind of looking next level. And, again, like you touched on, not being lazy. So, Brazil, uh, out of the market, anyway, I've seen as low as plus 300, plus 275, out to about four to five to one. He touched on the money Moneyline parlo- Parlay rollover, which, again, would be much smarter to start in the round of 16. But another way to do this, um, if we look down and we go into uh, the group that the winner <clears throat> excuse me, will come from, Brazil is in uh, Group E. So you can get Group E for plus 330 um, for the team to come out of there. Um, and again, so with that, you would also get uh, Costa Rica, Serbia, and Switzerland. And again, probably not much value there as we don't really love any uh, of those teams. But another way to kind of hedge this, instead of picking Spain straight up to get there in a hedge situation, Spain is currently um, between 5 and 8 to 1 out there in the marketplace right now. And Spain is in Group Number B, which also would give you Portugal, uh, Morocco, and Iran. Obviously, Portugal is the the best one to get outside of that group. So group B, the winner to come out of that is at four to one. So again, just make sure you're checking your books and making sure that um, the prices kind of line up there. So with that being said, we would uh, take probably in a hedging situation, again, we would take group B um, to have the winner advance and group E uh, for again, Brazil to Spain. And again, if you want to lock, walk, that back a little bit, you can do the same with Brazil, Uruguay, uh, Spain and Germany. All right. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, anything from a pure hedging perspective that you think is kind of, you know, the quote unquote value bets, um, for either a group, uh, the winner to come out of or a team. Um, again, you touched on Uruguay that price is, um, right around 20 to one right now. Um, anywhere else?
1: <clears throat> no, um, honestly, I think that Uruguay, if, once they get to that South American class against um, Brazil, the winner of that will go against Spain. You know, So at that point, if you get them, I think you said it was a 20-1 to 1 at this moment. Um, if you get them somewhere around that line and you get to that Brazil game, the buyout option on there will be de- – they won't be that big of a underdog. They, uh, they hold their own against Brazil. I mean, I, I, honestly, I would call them like a minus, minus 170-ish, let's say. So if you're holding that ticket at 20 to 1, there's a there's a lot of safety net, as you would say, um, to be able to bounce back. But something I want to touch on real quick um, is once you get into the later stages of this tournament, there's so much ways to take advantage of this being a, just a, a spectacle for the whole world and not just for professional gamblers. And with that being said, more of loose money, as we can call it, and people making bets with their heart, rather than with their pockets and with their minds, into this, and just really thinking about things. Um, it just it just imagine if somebody's country makes it makes a deep run, that random country is getting a pounded by all those all those citizens, all those fans, and all those enthusiasts. And the line really shouldn't be that way. Um, just to give you a scale on some reading I had done, um, the World Cup dropped so much. It draws so much, so much action that, okay, everybody knows the Champions League and how much action that does for as far as soccer. Well, on regular games, not so everything, including the final, um, there's nine percent. The average size bet is nine percent bigger in the World Cup than it is in the Champions League. And then when you jump to finals, this is going to give you a different view of it. When you jump to finals, the bets are 24 percent bigger in the World Cup final than it is in the Champions League final. So you ask, like, how does that even make sense? So then you dig more into the numbers. And what's shown is that 80 percent, 79.8 percent, so right under 80 percent of bettors that bet on the world cup final didn't even bet throughout the whole world cup so these are one and done people these are people that are oh my god there's you know they they, the whole month them built up they've been listening to it maybe their country maybe someone an uncle that was from italy whoever it was whatever country that makes it to that final they end up catching themselves backing it for you know for just the factor of having some kind of ties to to it And that's where you can find so much, so much, so much value because, like, again, you're telling me that 79.8% of the bettors that bet on that final didn't even touch one of the other matches. Right. I mean, there's, there's a lot of loose money
0: absolutely man and again so we touched on more than one way to skin a cat here so if you want to look at it from a matchup perspective which again all offshore books will offer um and probably most shops uh in the states that have now legalized it brazil versus spain is 15 to 1 which is the exact matchup that we picked and again if you want to go to look to hedge your bets uh uruguay and germany again if there's two upsets there um is going to be absolutely huge money i can't even really find it right now to be completely honest with you but um that's another way to attack it. So we'll go with the uh, Brazil and Spain uh, at 15-1 to one as our matchup one. Um, any other matchup ones that you like? Um, I can kind of read the odds off to you for kind of a hedging perspective.
1: Uh, that Uruguay-Spain, again, because if Uruguay is to knock off Brazil, then I, I got a lot of faith in Spain coming out of that bottom side. So I don't know what that Uruguay-Spain is, but I know that's got to be. 68-1. Yeah, let's go ahead and throw a little bit on that. The Uruguay is known to make these runs in this tournament, and they have everything at their – at their. they have all the ability to do it.
0: Awesome, man. All right, so we're going to break into kind of a, a quick wrap-up, and then we'll do a couple uh, exotic prop bets. But before we do that – Inside Vegas Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and the Inside Vegas Podcast. We're also brought to you by Oddshark. Oddshark is the only place to get tips and picks from the supercomputer with odds and trends you cannot find anywhere else. And lastly, we are brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is the only app that puts the information in the palm of your hand to make smarter bets and outsmart Vegas. Log on to BetQL.co to make smarter bets today. All right, man, so let's go into some kind of, um, some kind of fun prop bets out there. Um, we touched on where the, the winners will come out of, all that stuff. Um, top South American nation. We have Brazil, minus 115. Argentina, plus 145. Uruguay, plus 550. Colombia, plus 625. And Peru at 16 to 1. Um, I assume that we want to go with Brazil at minus 115 here, um, with the only threat obviously being um, Argentina at plus 145.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And if you could find a way to get your money in on Argentina, I mean on Brazil and Uruguay, because I have no faith in Argentina outlasting both of them. So find a way mathematically there to you know get your money in. What did you say? A Uruguay at plus three fifty?
0: Plus five fifty.
1: Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of gap there to be able to play with the numbers and take a little bit on those and and guarantee yourself. Argentina's not beating Germany and and that's they're gonna have to go they're, they'll go through that stage say argentina does have a bad group stage just just remember keep this in mind if argentina has a group bad stage, uh, bad group stage and they end up second they automatically go to the top of that bracket where they'll run into brazil uh where uh, i think one round before europe would so they uh that's not a route they take argentina's in trouble i'm telling you they uh they got a lot of stuff going on and they're going to be exposed and by the end of this, the storyline will be Messi walks off into the shadows without being able to uh, get ever a World Cup title. That's I know that.
0: All right, man. So let's do uh, top European team. Obviously, there's, there's a lot of teams here. So Germany, plus 240. France, plus 300. Spain, plus 375. Belgium, plus 675. England, uh, plus 850. Portugal, 12 to 1. Um, and on down the line from there, uh, starting at 20 to 1, closing at 50 to 1 with Iceland. Um, anything that you like there?
1: I mean, I, Spain for sure, but okay, let's talk about Belgium. And, and uh, you know, there, a lot of people got a lot of backing on them for the reason they, that their roster is so talented. So Belgium would have to go through Brazil in uh, the quarters. But to say Belgium could upset Brazil, then their walk in, you know what I mean, would be Uruguay and else to the other side. You would have Germany and Spain facing each other, so you would I'd be able to last them on the odds. so as far as the uh, the value in those bets, maybe Belgium sticks out to that um, because again, for Spain it's hard it's hard to bet Spain to I lost those other teams whenever they have to go through Germany and Argentina. I don't like that path for Spain.
0: All right, awesome so at that, at that price all right at, at that price. So let's go into the Golden Ball Award. So first of all, what is the Golden Ball Award?
1: The Golden Ball Award is to the actual best player of the tournament. Not exactly the best goal score, the top goal scorer, but the best player. Um, a lot of people take it as a joke now because last tournament it was handed to uh, Messi um, after they lost. It was uh, it was just handed to him, and he didn't even want it. He didn't, first off he didn't he knew he didn't deserve it, and second. Um, he just didn't want it. He got up there and just grabbed the little thing. It was, it was, it was get, like getting his report card, man. And he just <laughs> grabbed it and walked off. Just, it was horrible, man. So it's, it's, it doesn't have the glamour it used to. But in this year's Golden Ball award, I think there's a lot of value again. I keep naming Neymar, and you figure, okay, well, how we're we gonna make some money off of them? Okay, well, Neymar. It's somewhere, I think, uh, around the gold for the golden ball is seven to one. Yeah, um, I'm looking right you now. I have
0: Messi plus 700, Neymar at plus 600, uh, Ronaldo 15 to one, um, Antoine Griezmann, uh, 10 to one, Kevin De Bruyne, uh, 13 to one. And again, I have everyone else here. Um, I guess Salah would be the um, one that somebody would want, uh, 45 to one.
1: And the thinking behind all this is, man, like, OK, so a, a regular, you'd go up there and try to grab Neymar and say, OK, well, Neymar is going to lead in goal scoring. But that might not necessarily be the case, and I think the goal scoring is somewhere around the ten to one range. So why not try to just be a little safer and play it to him to be the best overall player, to where he doesn't exactly have to score the most to win that title, and he can accomplish that by just taking Brazil all the way to the final. And at the end of the day, he's gonna he draws so much attention, the, the defense collapse on him, and he'll have many assists you'll see him scoring goals getting assists hitting free kicks I mean he does it all and that's how he'll eventually get that golden ball by taking Brazil all the way to the final and doing it that way we saw Messi win it last year last World Cup losing um the final so even if he was to get there and get them there I think he would have done enough to get that so at plus 600 I think there's that's a very 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 good bet
0: all right, man. So let's finish this off with the top goal scorer. You touched on it. Messi at eight to one, Neymar eight to one, Ronaldo twelve to one, Griezmann plus eight fifty, Harry Kane twelve uh, plus twelve fifty. Um, let me see where Salah is because I'm sure somebody's going to want to know what that is. Um, sh- sh- <coughs> yeah, I can't even find Salah, so I'm not going to go there. But uh, Messi plus seven fifty, uh, Neymar eight to one, Ronaldo twelve to one. Anything there or anyone uh, kind of down the line you want to look at?
1: I want to look at somebody down the line and I want to look at you when you're doing these top goal scores and you try to break out of the favorites, you say, well, where could it land? Then you try to go by group. And whenever I break it down by group, I think there's going to be a lot of scoring in Group G. And I think there's a lot of scoring in Group H. So keeping that in mind, what are the uh, what is the odds on Lukaku from Belgium?
0: Oh, man. All right. Let me see. Uh, he is 13 to 1.
1: Okay. And I can see, okay, Panama gave up the most goals um, out of the qualifiers. Um, out of the, in their qualifiers, so Panama could give up a lot of goals potentially in that first game, um, and and then like I said, whenever picking from these big teams, um, if they if like Brazil, if they come out and win their first two games, what's to say they don't sit out Neymar for that third game of the opening round, um, not having to risk them? So then you're getting a less ninety minutes of playing time. So you want to kind of to pick a team that is in a group that scores a lot and that has the option to play all three uh, games uh, competitively. And that goes back to Belgium having to play England in the final game of that group, which is going to have all the implications of winning that group. So I think Lukaku can score against Panama a lot, Tunisia that's easy to score on, and then you have England in a game that matters everything. Give me Lukaku as a sleeper to be the top goal scorer.
0: I love it. I love it. All right. So one more, uh, I just pulled this up because of name value Cristiano Ronaldo to be the top score, top goal scorer for Portugal, minus 200 Andre Silva plus four twenty five. uh, and on down the line, uh, Fernandez 13 to one, Bernardo Silva, 12 to one. Um, and no Portugal, go- uh, goal score is at 50 to one. Um, is it chalk with Ronaldo as a safe bet or anywhere, anyone else that you like there?
1: No, Chalk is right, but safe is 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 exactly what it's not because Ronaldo, in his career, he's only scored one goal in each World Cup that he plays in, so he has three World Cups, three goals. That's not very good. And those goals, if you look at them, they were trashy goals and games that didn't really matter. Um, one, it was an injury time in a game that was open already. So if you look at Ronaldo historically in this tournament, he's not really that great. So as far as anybody on that, on that team, you can uh, everybody has value at that point because I don't really see him opening it up that much um, as far as scoring. And maybe on his team he ends up leading the team itself, but uh, I know on the market for the top goal scorer, I wouldn't even touch him or even look his way.
0: All right, so let's go over to Brazil. You touched on the, the love for Neymar. Top goal scorer for Brazil, Neymar, even money. Gabriel Jesus plus 220. Uh, Coutinho plus 8 to 1. And Firmino plus 850. Uh, Is it chalk with Neymar or do you not like it due to the fact he could sit out, could draw double coverage, whatever the case may be?
1: And that's the thing about this. Okay, there's a prop going around that says, Will the top goal scorer of the whole entire World Cup be Brazilian? And that bet sits at minus three hundred. So that right there is so juiced that it's telling you, okay, it's coming somewhere from here. And if it was just on Neymar, the odds wouldn't be that high. So again, like you like you said, the double team that he draws is gonna be so much space for Gabby Seuss. It's gonna be William to be able to blast it from the outside. Um uh, he he himself Create so much opportunities for everyone else that it's tough to pick him out of that. I'd rather like again at the odds that if he goes off and and Brazil goes deep in this tournament, they're going to hand it to Neymar as they did to Messi.
0: Is there anyone, any team that is really just like a one one superstar and the rest of the team that we maybe could find value in the top goal scorer for him? Because I have each team up right now.
1: There's plenty of them. Okay, for Poland, for example, Lewandowski, um, he's their top goal scorer, um, and he'll he'll for sure. He, like I said, I think he scored every goal but two in the qualifiers. He, um, I don't know what his odds are. I think I saw it maybe maybe one in minus one fifty range um, last time I saw. Let me see. And that I same. Know. Good. In that same group you have, I I, t- uh, I spoke about Radamel Falcao for Colombia. Um, he's the number nine there, and he missed the last World Cup. James, which was the top goal scorer of the 2014 uh, Brazilian World Cup, he's on that team, but he was nobody until Falcao was injured, and that's when he kind of shined. So now that Falcao comes back, I think the line goes back to him, and he's somewhere along the line of plus 250.
0: Yep, exactly. Okay.
1: And then, uh, my favorite, my favorite, when we talk about individual goal scorers, is if you go to Peru and you look at Paolo Guerrero, he will lead that team in goals. And and also, there's a prop out on him. Last time I saw it, it was juiced, but it was like, it was around minus 160, 65, but was it his total goals for this cup? And it was at .5. So basically, was he going to score one? Right. Take the over. Paolo Guerrero gets more than one. He'll he'll score one or two on in, in that Australia game. Um, just that's that's one of my favorite bets going into this tournament
0: alright man I absolutely love it I think we've covered everything from uh, the World Cup to dummies to more of the exotic stuff uh, to again the, the the winners in the matchups again just to reiterate uh, I'll post these up on the sportsgamingpodcast.com um, if you go there and you look at the w- uh, website page for this Inside Vegas post um, I'll kind of run down a couple of these bets and again as always um, people can follow you on Twitter to get all the best soccer information man. In. at this point you're, you're pretty much my only soccer guy so I can't thank you enough for all the hard work and the articles and everything you do for the sports man before i let you go um one uh kind of plug where anybody can find you on twitter um outside of sportsgamingpodcast.com, where people can read your work um and then lastly just any other bets that you want to wrap up with i know you touched on we touched on a whole bunch and kind of your favorites there but is there anything that we didn't touch on that you absolutely love um and kind of anything and everything left over man go for it
1: all right yeah so for any of my future stuff and picks previews, anything. It's a at at Jerry knows with a Z at the end. That's on Twitter. And, um, that's where you'll find all my writings, anything I do for sports gaming podcasts, anything I do for ESPN 975 five Houston and sports map Houston as well. Um, as far as any other bets that I might have, Um, we pretty much touched on all of it and like you touched like you mentioned at the end for some of these props that we kind of got into at the end with the individual leaders for each team yeah try to find teams that are one man teams that uh, one man squads that rely heavily on one player and you can really really take advantage of those things Um, other than that this is a once every four years and for someone like me uh, that's just a a degenerate gambler, we could say um, it's, it's heaven. It's, it's action for a month. And even for the novice gambler, it's a reason for him to get some money. in. so make sure that you uh, take advantage of both sides of the, both sides of it. Cause some of us are big, big fans. And when it comes to soccer, you'll find that big fan that bets with his heart and he'll mess up those lines and give you opportunities. Or you'll find that novice better. That's like, Hey, it's the thing to do right now. So on both sides of that road, take advantage. Cause it's time to eat.
0: I love it, bro I love it, I love it I love the passion, man Soccer guys are, are my favorite And I wish I could get into it more But the passion comes through, buddy So again, thank you so much For taking the time, man And again, uh, follow all his great content On the Sports Podcast, uh, com website And on Twitter at As he stated, man So again, thank you so much I hope you guys enjoy the World Cup Hopefully this kind of gave uh, I mean, again, this was so much More educational for me Maybe than it will be For some of you guys that know Absolutely nothing out there But enjoy the World Cup, guys And again, thank you so much For coming on, Jerry <laughs>